Hi guys, welcome back to the Uncut Chats with Gus podcast. It has been a while. I have, to be honest, struggled with ideas to come up, but got a couple of things in the pipeline lined up. And first of all, after appearing on his podcast, I've got Elliot with me. Elliot, how are you? Yeah, good, mate. Yourself? Yeah, good, thanks. Busy back at work. What about yourself? Uh, yeah, yeah, very busy. Busy with, you know, working part-time and setting up my own stuff. So, yeah, very, very busy. Nice. Well, you've just finished your, was it a part-time job, groundsman, at the UGS bar? Yeah, so I'm still doing a couple of hours um, here and there um alongside obviously setting up uh my freelancing stuff um been there most of the summer really you know working with the hundred and um with the t20s and stuff like that so yeah it's been good good fun oh nice what do you think of the hundred because i quite enjoy it cricket wise it's good fun um i think it's good for what uh they're trying to sell which is obviously getting you know new new people into the game um and, you know, like getting a younger audience in and, you know, selling the game to a different audience to, you know, your generic uh, county championship audience. So, yeah, it's been good with that. Um, am I a fan massively of the format? Probably not. I think a lot of the games this year were very one-sided mm. just because, you know, if someone gets a start in that format, you know, it's very hard to get them off that start. So, yeah, I, I think there's things to be worked out, but it's been good and the crowds have been really good. So, you know, what what more can you ask for? And apart apart from that, I saw your cricket breaking news. You got promotion. Yes, we did. Not that I contributed much, but um yeah, we uh we won I think it was about ten games and you know, beat beat some really good sides and we're a young young team that's you know, growing up together and now all playing together. So there's a really good attitude um, in the team. And I think that's really important for, you know, any sports team. Oh, perfect. Well, I didn't get you on to talk about your cricket. I want to start off with your, <laughs> your travelling. You're going travelling soon, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. So myself and my girlfriend are going travelling in about a month's time. Um, Where are you going? Yeah. Uh, we're going to Southeast Asia, basically. So we're starting in Singapore, uh, doing the rest of Malaysia, then uh, Vietnam, Cambodia, Thailand, and then Indonesia and Bali. So, oh, nice. Is that where you've always wanted to go? Like your dream place, or yeah, um, as well. I think obviously, you know, I I'm very much of the opinion that I want to see as much of the world as I can. Um, I think, and I think you know, travelling gives you so many experiences that, you know, sticking around and just staying where you're comfortable doesn't um, give you. So I think, yeah, and, you know, somewhere like Bali's always been on my list. I think I just love the the vibe that the place gives off. So, yeah, I'm buzzing. I can't wait to go. Yeah, no, I'm going Bali later in the year for a week, which I'm really looking forward to when I do my travelling. Uh, yeah, well, you're going to Oz, aren't you? Oh uh, yeah, Australia, New Zealand, Fiji. Got been fortunate because COVID ruined it. Get some time off my job. He said going yeah. there, and it should be good. But yeah, what was the most excited thing you're looking forward to when you're going travelling? Just the trip. Um, it's it, 
there's a few things um there's like a place called the observation deck in singapore which is one of the first things that we do um and you know that view at night just seems like insane and i've always been one of these people who just loves a really good view Mm -hmm. um so yeah that um we're going to an orangutan sanctuary but like a um don't know how to describe it you know they're not cruel to the animals and stuff like that that was one of the major things that we spoke about um when we were planning traveling we didn't want to go to these places where you know the animals are treated poorly you know some of these elephant camps you hear some of the stories it's just not good so we we wanted to make sure that we vetted places like that and then yeah just you know get into hop around the world i guess oh, nice. yeah that's, that's exciting good. in itself it sounds like you've got a lot of stuff planned because of i for holidays holiday wise for myself i much prefer these planned holidays where you're out doing stuff instead yeah. of being by a pool have you got a mixture of that yeah so we've got a few days where we've like set aside for kind of pool and beach days but we're not massively um planning on just sitting on our asses you know um so yeah we're, we're we'll be doing a mixture of both just because obviously we don't want to burn ourselves out while we're out there but yeah most most of the time we'll be doing stuff so oh nice and are there anything is there anything you like worried about because is this furthest flight you've taken or further she's been away from home yeah um it will be for me it won't be for lauren so lauren lauren's pretty well traveled i'm definitely less traveled um i don't know there's not really massive worries um more you know getting into places and stuff like that like hoping that my visa <laughs> goes through and yeah you know all of these things which obviously sometimes you can't tell until you get there which you know we've spoken to our travel counselor it, it should be fine but you never know when a country's just going to turn you away so um other than that you know having to quarantine worries me a little bit um not that we've got any planned quarantines but you know some of these places are still if you have covid you have to quarantine for 10 days so i'm not sure i would like to do that yeah no. um but more just from you know i'm quite an active person and i like to get out and go and do things so i think 10 days stuck in a hotel room would really really grind on me a bit yeah no definitely you yeah, know that is the thing with traveling now i think it should all be okay but just like because we're so used to not wearing masks or having to do anything with covid you'd be worried about yeah exactly like i know that in singapore anytime you're inside you still have to wear a mask so you know it's gonna have to like it's getting used to the rules of the country and respecting the rules of the country while you know still <laughs> trying to have fun and do whatever you can kind of thing oh no exactly uh you know mate that sounds good i hope it goes really well and i think traveling is the best way of you know meeting people and opportunities off the back of it as well i think you meet yeah yeah come up especially in your line of work which what would you say is to people who might not know um so the majority of the stuff that i do is social media based so you know i create content um for companies 
I run analytics tests, I report on companies' performances online, but I also do quite a bit of uh, web design, um, SEO and copywriting, which for anyone that doesn't know copywriting is basically when you create content to go onto websites. Um, and then I also do some, you know, like videography shoots and stuff like that. And I do a bit of PR for a couple of um, clients, which is basically, you know, getting them brand deals and sorting out, you know, photo shoots or ads with certain people. So, yeah, I, I do a lot of social media and I do a lot of PR, basically, and then a bit of web, web design on the side. Oh, nice. Because I'd say social media and jobs you've described have only been like the last five years. What did you want to be when you were younger? Oh, interesting question. Um, social media is quite new, I think. Yeah, so I think for a long time I wanted to be, obviously, like, you know, when you're a kid, my first ever dream job was to be a zookeeper. Oh, now I couldn't think of anything like anything worse. I, I don't want to be a zookeeper. Usually it's like yeah, it was uh, yeah, it was really weird. Like I always wanted to be a zookeeper, and then you know going through school and stuff didn't really fancy it. But then when I got to like the proper careers age, which I'd say you should be thinking about it when you're like 15, 16, um, I wanted to be like a football agent and a cricket agent. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, I guess I still do a little bit of stuff like that, just not really in the sports world. You know, I'm still sorting out deals and sorting out brand stuff and whatever. But, you know, I'm, I'm not getting players contracts and stuff like that. But that was that was my that was my first real like dream job. Yeah. Oh, well, there's a couple of things I'm going to send you on that. A couple of books and things I've seen on Instagram, which if you're mm. interested, which I found. Yeah, it's definitely something that like. I still consider doing I, I I always say like I'm not set on what I want to do if there's something that comes up and you know I fancy doing it then I'm always open to it so yeah yeah check them over and I'll uh, have a look definitely nowadays I think our generation we're not going to do the same job for 40 50 years like our parents I think it's yeah I think it's died and that that kind of trend of you know getting a trade and doing it forever has died I think, like, in the modern world now, it's such a fast-paced environment. Everyone's, you know, trying to make their way up this imaginary ladder all the time. And, you know, people people are more adaptable now than perhaps 25, 30 years ago where, you know, you, you were secure in a job and you kept that because you knew you'd get a good pen, pension and whatever. And, I think, yeah, I definitely think that's that's something that's changed, especially with our way of thinking. Okay, no, yeah, definitely agree. So you've started your own, would you say, is it agency or marketing company? So probably not either, to be honest. Um, to have a company, obviously, you have to be registered on company's house. Um, to have an agency, you have to do the same. So I'm self-employed. So whatever I do, um, it's classed as freelance work. Mm. Um the uh, the eventual aim is to you know build up enough clientele to then create it into a company and you know merge that from that self-employed where you know if i need someone to do something for me now i pay freelancers to, other freelancers to do it um 
or I would pay other freelancers to do it. Whereas obviously the the end goal is to have, you know, a company or a business where, you know, I have staff, I have all of this stuff. But yeah, at the moment it's it's pretty much just self-employed work. Well, I was going to say, because I think there's a lot of people like you have started the social media work. Is it hard? Is it saturated? Because there's so many people out there. You don't know who's good, who's not. It's it's a difficult one. Um, you know, I think the important thing about social media is there's so much you can do now on social media. So, you know, I kind of niche down into this fact where I can see the data that's coming in from a social media account, use that and then create and plan and strategize from that. And I've got really good at doing that. Whereas, you know, some other people, I'm not the most creative person in the world. Like I have great ideas, but sometimes I'm like, okay, I have no idea what to post today. So then I'll go on Pinterest or something like that. And, you know, look at what other people are posting. But when it comes down to like, the data and what's performing well and trends and whatever then that's where I kind of excel so I think you know this broad term of social media it's difficult to actually narrow down you're gonna have to re-say that you know these little niches without just looking at the uh, how far from hello Yeah, so social media is just such a broad thing. Um, and, you know, if, if you look at it as just a subject, you know, social media is just... People think it's just creating content, but there's so many more niches to social media. And I think that's why it's not an oversaturated environment at the moment. I think there's still opportunities and places that you can go with social media that, you know, not everyone is doing. And also, everyone needs social media nowadays. So there is still clientele that you can get um, that needs social media. Or, you know, someone might not be happy with their social media and they come to you and they ask, well, what would you do differently? And that that's where you've got to be kind of on the ball, really. Oh, yeah, no, exactly. It's interesting to hear. Uh, so for someone, again, social media in quotation marks, what is like a typical day working for yourself? Is it... Is it more motivating or some days is it really hard? Um, I'm, I speak a lot on my own podcast about this, um, how I'm not this kind of hustle crazy guy. Um, a normal day normally, you know, I'm quite an early riser. I always have been. So I like to get up early anyway, but I probably won't switch on anything until, you know, half nine, ten o'clock. And then I just, you know, do my daily checks, which is emails, you know, content from the previous day. How's it performing? Um, go through any messages for clients that, you know, pay the extra and want me to manage their messages. And then it's about, right, okay, so what content do I need to create? And, you know, when do I need to create it for? I'll create all my content usually on like a Monday or Tuesday for the week schedule it all and you know do all of that stuff and then it's just about you know reaching out to people reaching out to current clients and you know checking in with how they're going how they feel 
you know the social media is going because I like to be quite hands-on with the clients and then it's you know doing a bit of cold emailing and you know general outreach and then some personal stuff on my own um social media most of the time which I'm really bad at keeping up with because I'm always posting for other people and never actually end up posting on my own yeah I was gonna say that it was did you have like any daily routines you have in your for your work lifestyle and you talk about your own social media have you ever thought documenting it all on like youtube or anything so i think you know at the moment i've got a podcast i do that kind of i call it ad hoc so i don't originally i wanted to kind of post a podcast every week but sometimes it just feels like i'm posting a podcast for the sake of posting a podcast which i never want to do Honestly, like sometimes you feel like oh, I'm just chatting a load of gibberish and it's purely to get content out there. And I, I, I you know, that's one of my biggest advices not to do with clients, but I always end up doing it with myself. So, yeah, I, I guess there's there's definitely scope eventually, you know, to do some YouTube stuff. And I definitely want to record some of my traveling and document that. Um, but in terms of, you know it it's all gonna come at a certain point it's just you know when I feel it's right to introduce it into my own personal brand mm. rather than just introducing it for the sake of introducing it I oh, know it was good because I thought about that earlier when I was thinking about notes for the podcast like wouldn't it be interesting you see like behind the scenes on YouTube of what is life as a mm. producer, like the ups and downs of it but there, you mentioned yeah. your own podcast. Yes. How's that going? What's that like? It's going well. I, I think I went into it, you know, I was umming and ahhing about doing a podcast for so long because I wanted to show, again, like you say, the life of like a freelancer. Like I didn't want to, I've seen so many things online of people not really understanding what freelancing is and how difficult it can be. You know, like freelancing allows me to work with who I want, everything myself. But it also has some low points and some dark sides. And I don't think a lot of people have, you know, documented that. So then I ended up, um, you know, I was thinking about it for a couple of months. And then I went, do you know what? I'm just going to do it. I'm going to get it out of there. My first one was really bad because, like, my sound and everything, I just hadn't even thought about like getting a microphone or anything so you know the first one was really really like experimental um and then yeah since then it's been good I've got some really cool people coming on obviously yourself you've been on it um and yeah I've I've got to the point where I'm happy with it um it's taken a bit of a backseat at the moment to you know my other work but it will be continuing it's just you know finding time to get people on there and that kind of thing no exactly and you talk about guests there i was gonna just gonna ask you a two-part question who would be your dream guest either dead well alive and dead Mm -hmm. like someone in history you'd love to have had on on someone alive um wait right can they say whatever like they tell the complete truth well, it's someone who, because your podcast is very entrepreneurial, mindset, mental health, someone who you would have loved to 
spoken so, to dead. Someone that is alive that I'd love to speak to is probably um probably probably Jeff Bezos because oh, yeah. I think I would love to just find out how his brain works mm-hmm. because the the guy is just like this hustle mad you know makes ridiculous amount of monies but keeps creating things like I'd love to know at what point does he ever think he'll stop and that would be quite an interest and obviously you know he's also surrounded with controversy so I think that would be quite a interesting one to do Mm. um and then I'd love to (sighs) I've kind of thrown you under the on the spot there. No, no it's, it's a, it's so a good people. one to think about, though. I'd like to... This is going to be a really, really, really weird suggestion. You're going to have to bear with me till I explain this. Oh. But I would love to have spoken to um, Adolf Hitler. And oh. that's going to sound completely crazy, but hmm. I would have just loved to understand how that man worked and, you know from a mental health point of view and stuff like that you know what made him tick and what made him think in that certain way to do all those horrific things I don't think the podcast would go very well because I wouldn't be that like happy about what he did but at the same time like I just think it would be a very eye-opening thing of to like how pure evil works yeah no I completely agree yeah something like that because you don't Back then, especially, mental health was never a thing. Like even yeah, exactly. Winston Churchill understanding his mental health during that yeah, time, it would have been like really that kind of period would be really cool to, you know, understand more about those people and why they fought the ways that they did. And yeah, obviously, like Hitler, one of the most horrible people ever. But how did that man work? How did he think? You know not much is said on that i think that would be pretty cool to to find out yeah no definitely uh but then yeah that's what i was going to ask next uh talking about mental health there obviously you've been through your own bits and you encourage a lot of people to talk about it mm-hmm. how, how are you doing with all that yeah um i think i've gone through this kind of three or four year journey where I'm now at this point of as close to complete happiness as I've ever been really Mm. I don't ever think anyone gets to complete happiness because no one really knows what that is but yeah I've got to this point where I'm so strong in my own thinking and you know things don't instead of things festering in my head and stuff like that it's I'm so willing and open to talk about anything now um and I think that's been my biggest thing that's helped me get to you know as happy as I've ever been really do you think a lot more especially men uh these days are really open to talking about it and have you noticed between I know colleagues or someone talking about it has made them be better and an environment's been better there I think yeah I I mean obviously you know there's still the statistic of most men under 30 you know the biggest cause of death is still suicide and I think that's something that's pretty harrowing to think about you know because 
obviously suicide is one of those things where you know it completely gets to you to the point where you feel like no one wants you alive no one wants to be you know there with you and that kind of thing and you see no other escape um and i think that to have that statistic is still something that you know men have really got to work on and we've got to be better at talking to people and yeah like you said with colleagues and what the best example i can give is probably my uni house like we were all lads like seven lads yeah but if anyone had an issue because of you know myself and one of my mates nathan who we've both been through stuff like that um we then got to that point where you know the whole house would talk about things mm-hmm. uh, even these like typical lads lads like south london lads uh west london he'll kill me for <laughs> south london even like these lads like they spoke so openly and that was almost triggered by you know consequences of me speaking openly about it and nathan speaking openly about it and i think that's definitely so it's an infectious thing where if one guy talks about it you know other people will talk about it and that's something that should definitely be encouraged oh definitely and i think we've seen that i mean did you watch the stokes documentary ben stokes documentary i haven't watched it yet but I've heard really good things about okay. it and I've heard well, I won't how much spoil, you think about it. I won't spoil too much, but they do an interview during it and you can just tell he's mentally drained and shattered. And it's just really yeah. eye-opening. As someone who we, we both watch on TV all the time, you, you understand a little bit behind what's actually going on. Yeah, another guy who's done it recently is that um, UFC fighter, that Paddy guy. Haven't seen um, much of that, but I've, well, I've seen little. But, you know, people like that, for them to come out and, you know, say talking's good and whatever, that then will inspire people to actually come out and speak about things. So, yeah, the the more exposure these people give, the better it is, really. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, we're coming to the end. A couple more points I've got. What are your kind of goals for the next two years and then 10 years where would you see yourself so two years um okay right let's let's break that down a bit more next six months have the best time in my life (laughs) um literally just you know chill have amazing adventures do all of the things that i've ever wanted to do while traveling and stuff like that two years probably you know, grow to a point where I don't need to work part-time somewhere. Um, you know, I don't need to boost my hours and stuff like that. You know, really grow my appointment. And also grow to a point where I'm recognised online by a marketing community. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's a lot of space for me to create quality content which people can relate to and, you know, students can re- relate to and stuff like that. So that's two years um and then probably 10 years 10 years is a difficult one because i'd say in the next 10 years personally i want to be married and i probably want to have kids by 10 years from now um i want to have a house i want to have a decent life um but business wise i'd love to you know 
for us to be able to catch up in 10 years and me be like okay well I've got 50 people working for me now and I've got you know a company that does six or seven figures a year yeah. on with with marketing and I've branched out and done all the, these things and I've got a successful podcast obviously 10 years is a long time and you know I I genuinely believe that that I have to create the business that I want to create is something that can achieve that whether things get in the way or you know whether that drive dies out I won't know but for now yeah that that's the plan oh mate that's really good to hear just quickly I don't know why it's just come to me I know you're a big fan of Stephen Barlett's podcast did you listen to the one with uh, Gary Neville and the Soho Soho house owner so I've listened to probably about half of the Gary Neville stuff. Um, I found that really interesting, and so did my mum, who hates football, but found it really yeah. interesting. Another side to Gary Neville. Honestly, it was so weird to hear because you know everyone knows that you know this this guy's rich and whatever. But one of the things that I loved about him was he spoke about how his drive was just like instilled into him and like even now like he still doesn't stop and I think like if uh, you know everyone's searching for that thing where they're so happy to do it that they just don't want to stop doing it yeah and I think that was one of the things that I definitely took from that podcast that you know marketing and social media and stuff like that is something that I love doing but is it something that I never want to stop doing? Currently, no. And, you know, that that was one of those things that made me think, like, then that's why I'm so open to, you know, trying new things and whatever, because I want to live a life where my work becomes one of the most enjoyable things in my life. Okay, mate, that sounds good. Uh, we've got to wrap it up. We're running out of time. Thank you for coming on. Quickly. No worries. Do you see Chelsea sack their boss? Who do you think they're going to get? Um, I hope for their sake, not Graham Potter. Yeah, likewise. I hope he stays at Brighton. But I think, I was talking to someone earlier, Brighton to Chelsea, I think it's like a no-brainer, to be honest, him going. Yeah, I, I think the best person they can get in right now is someone like Mauricio Pochettino, who's done it at big clubs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I do like the way Graham Potter runs things at Brighton and he's done really well with that team. So who knows? Perfect. Thank you for that, Elliot. Really interesting talk. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Leave below on Instagram. I'll leave the uh, I'll leave the link in the description for any other guests you'd like to see. But again, thank you, Elliot. Any last thing you'd like to say? Uh no, not really. Just you know, for anyone that's listening to this and takes anything from it go follow go follow my marketing stuff um anyone that needs social media management go follow that but also anyone that wants to have a chat about freelancing i'm always open to talk about it perfect thank you very much for that and see you guys on the next episode bye for now hi guys thank you for listening please be sure if you're listening on spotify to follow the page and on apple music to subscribe and leave a review thank you